Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Vision for You Big Book Study to in Overeaters Anonymous. My name is Penny C. I'm from the Boston area, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and Eastern Time, and this is a 7 a.m. meeting. We are reading from the big book today. We are on page 95, the first paragraph, which begins with, unless your friend wants to talk further about himself, and ending with, tell him if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, July 19th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 20,453. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 20,458. Today's team, the readers are the 12 Steps, we have Chris W. And for the 12 Traditions, we have Devorah S. The readers of the text are Jeannie B. and Ramona A. Newcomer greeter is Vanita L., and the host of the second hour will be Chris G. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery, and we have Chris W. to read those steps for us. Good morning, Chris. Hi, Chris W. from Tennessee, Chris with a K. Um, one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to, our, to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, may direct commands to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure, would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me serve. Thank you so much. That was Chris W. And now here to read the 12 Traditions, Devorah S. Hi, good morning. This is Devorah S. And I'm recovered from New Jersey. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose. There is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters of affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group or never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. And thank you, Devorah S. Now, here is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1, which will unmute you, and once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 again to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our reading 
We are on page 95 in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the first paragraph starting with, unless your friend wants to talk further about himself, and ending with, tell him if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. And here to read that for us is Jeannie B. Good morning, Jeannie. Good morning. Hi, this is Jeannie B. from Florida. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Unless your friend wants to talk further about himself, do not wear out your welcome. Give him a chance to think it over. If you do stay, let him steer the conversation in any direction he likes. Sometimes a new man is anxious to proceed at once, and you may be tempted to let him do so. This is sometimes a mistake. If he has trouble later, he is likely to say you rushed him. You will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. Never talk down to, any, to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they worked with you. Offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. Well, what a beautiful paragraph. This um, reminds me very much of staying humble and staying without attachment to results. It reminds me again that this is God's business, not my business. I may be uh, a representative of my own recovery, a representative of my own spiritual practice. And the best thing I can do is stay humble and be a vessel for however God wants to speak to this man, to this person. The more I realize that this is not my business, the more I stay in just um, openness and humility and follow the instructions here, say how it worked for me, share my experience, strength, and hope, but not be pushy and not be certain, not be too certain that I know what anyone else needs or what is even appropriate in this situation, just stay open, set aside what I think I know, and let my higher power speak. I pass. Thank you, Jeannie B. And before I take the names of people who would like to share on this wonderful paragraph, let me just remind you that if you shared on Wednesday or Thursday of this week on any of the vision meetings, we ask that you just hold back and let's hear some new or different voices for today. So with that, um, I will time everybody, and I'd appreciate it if you just give me your, your name and save your location for when you share. And who would like to comment on this paragraph? Janet B. Janet Ken W.H. Ken. Wanda, Chicago. Wanda. Jackie B. Oh, I had two at once, so please say that name, those names again. Janet B. Somebody B. I've got Janet B. Is there another person with the last initial B? Jackie B. Jackie B. Okay. Kenny P. 
Annie P. I think it's Annie. We'll we'll find out. Shanna right. C. Pardon me? Shanna C. Shanna C. Okay, let's stop there. Very good. Thank you. All right. Janet B. Ken W.H. Wanda, and she'll give us her initial when she shares. Jackie B. Annie, I believe it's Annie P. And Shanna C. Wonderful. Okay, Janet. Janet B., your turn. Good morning. This is Janet B., recovered from compulsive eating in New Jersey. Um, yeah, what a great, rich paragraph. And my eye was just drawn to the phrase, simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. And I was thinking back to when I first started OA, and I walked in and I was miserable. Um, and I was given a bunch of tools, like things to do, um, but they weren't spiritual tools. And one of the tools was like a food plan, and I was told stick to a food plan. And to me, it was kind of weird thinking back. It was like, okay, on the one hand, you're telling me I'm powerless, but on the other hand, you're telling me, great, now that you admit you're powerless, now stick to a food plan. Well, that doesn't make sense. And that's not really what our book says. It says once we admit we're powerless, then we have access to spiritual tools. And I look back um, in the book where else it talks about spiritual tools on page 25, and it says, when you know we were approached by those in whom the eating problem had been solved, there was nothing left but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. And what are the spiritual tools? Well, the things it talks about on that page is self-searching, leveling of pride, confession of shortcomings, the things that block me off from God. And at the very top of that page, it says, but for the grace of God, we couldn't have recovered, but for the grace of God. So for me, the spiritual tools are the tools that showed me how to access the grace of God. And it just began with being willing to believe that there was a God who cared about me and my problems and then surrendering, saying, God, don't know what you want of me, what you're like, but I'm willing to try and figure out what you're like and what you want of me and to live the rest of my life that way. And then clearing away the wreckage of my past so that I could be useful to this God and to others. And what do we get when this happens? Again, page 25, once we pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools, it says we have found much of heaven and we've been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. God removes the food obsession. God changes our hearts so that we're not the same selfish, lonely people that we were before. Those are the beautiful spiritual tools of this program, which I think are the steps, which teach me, right, as step 12 says, how to have a spiritual experience, an experience of our loving creator. And of course, the food obsession can't live in me when I'm living in harmony with my creator. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Janet B. And next we have Ken W.H. Thanks, Penny. This is Ken W.H., Recovered Compulsive Eater in North Carolina. And I would, um, without cross-talking, say amen to Janet. That was excellent. Um, uh, I'm just looking at the first line, unless you're a friend. I'm already considering this new person a friend. Um, 
which creates a whole other way of uh, understanding the relationship that could possibly come to be between us. And um, I just, um, the, the line that really struck me was never talk down to an alcoholic from a moral or spiritual hilltop. Um, I think that's just a general principle of life, never talk down to anybody from a moral or spiritual hilltop. I had to learn that through working the steps and uh, coming to a place where I realized that I am not the uh, alpha and omega uh, of life, uh, not the beginning and the end. Um, there are a whole lot of other folk on this planet, and um, we're we're all in this together, this whole deal, and especially recovery. Uh, if we're not all together, we're um, we're not all together. <laughs> I'm not all together. Uh, I just need. Uh, I just need all the help I can find and get and uh, relationships that, that are available to me, the friendships that have uh, developed uh, long distance for just about everybody on this line. Uh, I have a few friends here in uh, Carolina but um, that I know personally, but face-to-face, but the rest, uh, you're my friends uh, in spite of the distance that separates us and um your voices have become friends uh, to me as well. And I think that's the goal of this whole uh, paragraph and this chapter in general is to to make myself available in a way that's helpful and friendly and uh, willing to go to any length. Again, uh, it says I'll do anything to help. I'm willing to go to any lengths to to have this program and to be well. And... um, So I thank you for letting me share. Thanks for the shares already. Have a good day. Thanks, Penny. Pass. Thank you. Thank you, Ken W.H. Yep. We often have 400 other friends here every morning. Hi. Did you want me now? Uh, It's Wanda. But would you tell us the initial of your last name before you share? Yeah, it's R. And then I'm from Chicago. And I love you all. Thank you so much, Penny. This is a wonderful, subversive program. I mean, it's so counterintuitive. It's so counter uh, culture, actually. And it is the new life that I have now that I just enjoy so much. I got a call from a friend this morning at 5 o'clock. I haven't talked to her in a while, and her husband has spine cancer. And I read to her prayers, the third-step prayer, the seventh-step prayer, and a few of the prayers. But it was just helping a friend, just talking to them about God and that she couldn't sleep and she said you know I mean I just was quiet when I was done and she said you know Wanda I could sleep now thank you so much she was up all night and I had no idea she was going to call but I made myself available by being spirit-led. I was not doing my will. And I believe that there is spirit-guided and doing 
will, like having plans, having living in the future. And my husband and I try to live in the now, in the now. My old sponsor, Dolores, used to say, you're living in the now. And I know that living in the now involves just being open and not not having the construct of time or will, you know, that will is, you know, uh, a, a construct, you know, that my mind can take me this way or that way. And that if I'm spirit guided and in tune with God, I have a an avenue that God wants me to go down. And I did not leave the house this morning of being in the car and not be able to get that call. Unusually, I was here and I heard the call and I just answered it. And it was a beautiful helping a friend that lives probably hundreds of miles away and needed me. And I am open to being needed now and and helping. I mean, I always wanted to help, but, you know, I wanted credit. I wanted to be in the glory of it all. And I don't need that but I just wanted to share what happened because it it's just how I want to live and how I feel like I'm learning every day how to be the better person that is what God has in store for me. And if I get to heaven, I'll be happy. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry I talked too long. Thank you. Oh, no, it's it's fine. Just wanted to remind you. Thank you very much, Wanda. Uh, and next we've got Jackie B. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Penny C. Thank you, everybody, for your shares. The shares were wonderful. They were right on the money for me. Um, the longer I'm in this program, which is a long time, over 30 years, um, I've experienced everything that everybody else shared. And to this day, the way I work it, and that's when I started to accept the big book and the teachings inside it, I started to realize it is not my place, uh, whether a prospective sponsor or a current sponsor, to judge or tell anybody else how to live their life. I can only go on my experience and my recovery and hope that that's an attraction for someone else who wants to go through the steps. Because if they feel that they have experienced what I've experienced and see that I stay recovered, then that that's an open door for them. Um, but I can't choose, I can't pick and choose who my higher power is going to put in my path. You know, it's easy to say, oh, I don't want to sponsor that person. Oh, you know what? It's not my decision. 
it's my higher power's decision. Because if that person, if if I'm going to be a power of example, then I have to be willing to listen to others, not dictate to others, not food plan wise, not recovery wise. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that if the person doesn't want to be recovered, that's okay. They can move on. But if they want to work it, I'm here to work it. And I'm always here to do other services. I can always still be part of that God squad, if anything else. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. And I believe it's Annie P. next. It's Penny P. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, I've heard some good shares. Most generally, the people that I help, I just give them my phone number and tell them if they need any help with anything to call me. And I don't talk much about myself because the more I say about myself, the less I've really done. I can go all day talking about myself. Um, I tell them that I'm in food recovery for 30 years, 32 years, and that if they need help to give me a call. And if I mention spiritual stuff, that drives people away sometimes they they're having trouble with their food sometimes I say if you want to write down your food and call it in to me or text it to me that'll be good and then give them my number and that's how I get started with people most generally thanks for letting me share okay please don't hang up yet um I don't think I got your name correctly would you spell it for me it's the same as yours Penny P-E-N-N-Y Penny, oh my goodness, and I had Annie. Thank you so much, Penny. Okay, and next we have Shanna C. Good morning. Uh, this is Shanna C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater Through God's Grace from East Tennessee. So grateful to be on the meeting, and my goodness, the, the shares have been amazing this morning. I'm so very grateful for all of you and for having a place to come this morning. Um to identify in and and have a place to be able to possibly give away what's been so freely given to me. Um, so uh, what really jumps out at me is uh, the fact that this reference is back actually to page 18. Um, and there is a solution, the bottom paragraph there, where it talks about how that the man who is making the approach has had the same difficulty that he obviously knows what he's talking about, that his whole deportment shouts to the new prospect that he is the man with the real answer, that he has no holier-than-thou, um, no attitude of holier-than-thou, nothing whatever, except the sincere desire to be helpful, that there are no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions we have found most effective. After such an approach, many may take up their beds and walk again. I love how this book is laid out in such masterly detail. You know, um, and the directions in it, it all just cross-references with each other. It's accurate. You know, I know that for me, from my own perspective and my own experience, the sponsor that I have right now has those qualities that I just read. And had it not been for that, and I believe I believe the God of my understanding when I got to that point of 
where I, I, I truly conceded to my innermost self that I absolutely had no power to fix myself or, or rid myself of this, that this disease wasn't going anywhere. I was going to be a compulsive overeater for the rest of my life. It's just how in the world am I going to live with it? It's not going anywhere. I've lost my legs. I'm not going to grow new ones. When I saw that, I believe the God of my understanding led me to the person I needed to be led to. And she helped me with her pragmatism and the ways that she walked. She just took me through the way she was taken through. And when I give her a call, there's no judgment. There's grace. There's no there's structure with grace, I guess I should say, and I couldn't be more grateful. And um, evidence of that, that there is evidence that there is a power greater than myself working in my life. And just her being available has shown me that there is a God and um, that I can trust. Anyway, so grateful for these steps and this way of living and that I don't have to eat today. And um, it's just absolutely miraculous. That's all I have. Thanks. Thank you, Shanna C. And now I'm going to tell everyone where we are because we're ready to take more names. But first, we are on page 95, the first paragraph, which starts with, unless your friend wants to talk further about himself, and ends with, tell him if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. And so I'm ready for... More names, people who would like to share. Roz G. M. I think it was Laura. Amy G. Roz G. Nancy J. Roz. Joe M. Wait, oh, hold on. Um, Nancy. Who is Roz G. I've got Roz. Sorry. Who's after Nancy? Janice. I gotta ask again. Who was after Nancy? Please say your name again. I think I'm getting some help. Nancy W. Uh, Joe M. I think Joe M. and Nancy W. Okay, let's stop there. I think. Let's see. We have Laura. Amy, Roz, Nancy, and Joe. Was there just one Nancy? I believe so. I think okay, there was a Nancy J and a Nancy W. Okay, okay. So let me get Nancy J and, okay. Thank you. All right, here's the lineup for sure. Laura, Amy, Roz, Nancy J, Joe M, and Nancy W. Laura. Why don't you start us off again? Maybe there wasn't a Laura. Okay, let's go to Amy G. Good morning, Penny. Thank you for your service. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Um, so, you know, we're in this chapter working with others, and although instructions here are very clear and very, very helpful, I don't, you know, I also like to think, in my humble opinion, that it's not as cookie cutter as, um, like, I like to take into consideration that every sponsee that I work with is different. 
And some sponsees, for example, will come to me with a food plan, you know, know the program, understand spiritual tools, and they're ready to rock and roll, right? Others are completely brand spanking new, which is what this is basically giving us instructions for. Again, my opinion, for someone who is absolutely new and knows nothing about the 12 steps and or spiritual tools. If I had said someone to someone that I'm going to lay out the spiritual tools for you who is brand new in the program, they wouldn't know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't understand, right? So it's very important to really try to consider, in my opinion, where exactly the sponsee is coming from because if they're in the food, right, giving them a food plan or not giving them a food plan, we don't do that in a way. Let's remember, we tell them to go to a nutritionist, dietitian, or doctor who is familiar with Overeaters Anonymous and the 12-step way of life, and they get a food plan so that their brain can be defogged, like it talks about, in the doc op. It's as though we work out our solution on the spiritual as well as altruistic plane. We favor hospitalization for the alcoholic who is still jittery or befogged. More often than not, it is imperative that a man's brain be cleared before he is approached as he has a better chance of understanding and accepting what he has to, what we have to offer. If I'm offering to someone who has not, is not clear, right, and doesn't under, even understand what abstinence is, it behooves me to then try to work on the altruistic as well as spiritual plane, which means do we understand what abstinence is? What are the alcoholic foods? Do you have a food plan from a doctor and nutritionist? Because then we begin to work on the spiritual tools of surrender, accountability, and willingness, right? If they're not willing to be accountable and willing towards their abstinence, which is a prerequisite of working these 12 steps, so my brain can be clear so that I can then surrender and begin the process of working these steps, then we're wasting each other's time. So I... I, I believe, you know, when it talks about spiritual tools, the whole goal of spiritual tools, I mean, if you look it up on the Internet, it's just to guide us towards our spiritual principles, towards our belief in whatever our higher power is, you know, a belief in God, a belief in whatever that higher power is. So I have to be able to work with them to get them to the point that even spiritual tools are conceivable and understandable, which is, of course, the steps, the process of working the steps, putting the food down and working the steps so that we can access the power that relieves us of the envy and the obsession, but also the allergy. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And I've had some help in um, getting the names correct. Maura Z, are you there to, to share? One more time. Maura? Penny, I think your ESP is working. I was going to say my name, but I actually did not this morning. So I'll wait for another day. Must have been a God thing. Go ahead, Maura. No, I'll pass. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Next, we have Raz G. Okay. Hi. Hi, Penny. Hi. This is Roz. Is it my turn? It is. Okay. Good morning. Thank you, Penny and everybody. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, in the county of Los Angeles. Today, I do not want to compulsively overeat. Um, I have been through some of the most emotionally draining experiences in Overeaters Anonymous over the past few days than I've ever have 
in the 20 years that I've been in OA. And I'm not going to talk about the, um, you know, the, the details of that because it really doesn't have anything to do with the paragraph. But, but, but how I can hook this in is that um, I don't want to overeat over it. And that is because of this meeting. This meeting has changed my life. I've been around, I guess, Envision for you for about 20 years, uh, no, about five years. And I have learned the big book through this meeting. Every paragraph, going through it. And I've had sponsors from this meeting. I don't right now, but... Um, the sponsor that I have now, I, I got a new sponsor. It's been about two weeks, three weeks. And she's very gentle. And that's exactly what I re- need right now. I do not need a hard nose no sponsor at this time. I need a, a gentle sponsor that doesn't talk down to me from a spiritual hilltop, that simply lays out the spiritual tools, that offers me fellowship and friendship, and gives me love and kindness. That's what I need. And um, I, I in turn, am doing the same thing. But there were times where I needed a strong sponsor. You know, it's just, it's like phases of recovery, just like with life. And right now, I need, I need vision for you. I'm here every day. I don't talk every day, but, you know, we just don't do that anymore. We wait a few days to share, and I listen, and I make and I make phone calls, and I live my life. You know, I have a life to live. This this meeting, this book has given me a life, and I I live it throughout the day. You know, here is my cornerstone. I have responsibilities in the fellowship in other areas, and I live my life. Thank. Thanks to um, all the sponsorship I've had over the years, the friends that I've made here, the responsibilities, the service. It, this this program has given me a life, but I really get, I really attribute vision for you for for showing me what what abstinence is and living and my life today. So I thank you and I pass. Oh, thank you so much for sharing, Rise G, all the way over there in California, and next. Nancy J. Hi, Penny. Thank you so much. And uh, what I want to say about this paragraph is that it really gives you a tone. What, what is the emotional tone of, of your relationship with this prospective sponsee or prospective member of, of OA? It's very mellow. It, it really, it says take a deep breath is really what it's, it's advising. It's saying to be friendly and to talk to the person about fellowship and to not wear out your welcome. Take it easy. And what, what I particularly find interesting if you do stay, let him steer the conversation in any direction he likes. So you're not controlling what's going on. You're just 
generally offering friendship and fellowship and talking about yourself. And I think that um, the uh, the kit uh, of spiritual tools is talking about the steps. So you're, if he's interested, you talk about how the steps have helped you, how they've helped me as an individual. Show him how they worked with me. And so this person can relax. They, they don't feel that they have to do any particular thing. And if you just offer friendship and fellowship and love, that's going to be a wonderful beginning to the relationship. And it says give them a chance to think it over. So everything is very relaxed, very warm, very loving and friendly. And, and that's a beginning. And if he wants to take the conversation in a different direction, it's saying, let him do that. So it's just a beautiful, relaxed way to begin a relationship with someone. With that, I pass. Thank you. Nancy J., thank you so much. That's Nancy J. from Illinois. And Joe M., did you want to share Yes, thank you, Penny, for your service. My name is Joe M., a compulsive overeater in Minnesota. You will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. Never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. And I think about, you know, the writers of the big book were basing the writing on their own experience because they had tried a uh, crusade and reform. They had tried that. Um, they had been in the Oxford groups. Bill W. Um, had tried that with the alcoholics on the streets of New York right after he got sober. And they learned from trial and error what kind of message was going to land with alcoholics. And it wasn't going to be crusade or reform. And I think about why does crusade or reform not work? And I've tried crusade and reform, and it does not work. I mean, it doesn't work for me, for my peace of mind, and it doesn't work with other compulsive overeaters. And I think, why doesn't it work? And I think it doesn't work because being, having a passion for crusade and reform puts the focus on me and my attitude and what I'm trying to accomplish and what I think I'm supposed to say and do. And the compulsive overeater who still suffers does not need to look at me. They need to be in tune with their own suffering and be exposed to a way out that they themselves can grab onto and come into. This isn't about me. It's about God. It's about someone being able to have a door open to them so that they can find God, so that they can find the God within them. And with that, I would pass. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. That was Joe M. And next we have Nancy W. Hello, I'm Nancy W. from a uh, uh, recovering compulsive um, overeater from Ontario, Canada. And I'm uh, in step six and seven. And I have just found that. You know, I've been learning more about humility. I've been learning what the ideals are that I want to live by. And 
all of you have just uh, put that like a gourmet plate in front of me this morning. And um, I'm just so grateful for all your shares and for giving me the message from my higher power that I needed to hear today to continue uh, my studies and to continue my reflections, to continue my meditation. And I'm just uh, so grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. That was Nancy W. And did I hear Ginger C? Hey, good morning, Penny. Um, Thank you so much. This is Ginger C, a real compulsive overeater. And so grateful to be with you guys this morning. And thank you, God, thank you, God, that the food is not in my system, especially now with my leg healing. Um, Every night it swells the bones. That's just a natural process that the body swells at night. And my husband even said to me last night, Ginger, can you imagine if you were eating sugar right now with this leg and this swelling and uncomfortability? Like, miracles do happen. So anyone who's in the food, don't give up. I have had a hell story with food, and I have taken it way low. But I keep coming back, and I finally was surrendered in a way I never was surrendered before in Overeaters Anonymous. And I just pray I stay one day at a time. But this sentence where the man is eager and then they give us a suggestion that perhaps it's a mistake if you proceed at once. And I just don't believe in this sentence at all. This is one thing I love, love a vision for you for. We get you going quickly through this work because XXBII says unless this entire psychic changes personality rearrangement, the spiritual experience happens, there's very little hope of your recovery. And the only way that we get this experience to unfold is a practical program of action, getting through the 12 steps. So I say, no matter what, even if it's a chronic relapse or just get them going, it's all God's show anyway. Let's never take a second, you know, any credit for any of this work. We know that it's a power greater than us doing for us what we absolutely cannot do. But I will just shout out, I am here to help anyone, especially that relapser. I get phone calls. They're in the food. They're not able to stop, but they need to be heard too. They're hurting, and they just need to be heard, and they need to hear some hope. So please, anyone, call me anytime. I'm here, and I just want to be of maximum usefulness. And with that, I pass. Oh, thank you so much, Ginger C. And we have time for um, two, possibly three more shares. Who would like to be on the list? Sherry D. Spell that first name, please. S-H-A-R-I, D as in David. Oh, Okay. And who else? Maura Z. Maura, there you go. <laughs> Maura Z. Let's go with those two and we'll see what we have left. Sherry D. Good morning, Tribe. Sherry D from Maryland. What a great meeting. So many things are brought up in my mind, and i got to say, 
this is my love language. <laughs> um, it was the hospitalization period was talked about so very important for me. When I first came into a 12-step recovery a few years back, I was told that I had to go to all literature meetings because a good cook cooks by the book. This book lines out for me exactly what I need to do. And when I follow these directions, these steps, I come to believe a power greater than myself will restore me to sanity. The insanity for me is thinking that the next time will be different. Um, I was so very blessed with people talking about recovery, the solution, getting better. Uh, in that hospitalization period, I was told to be gentle with myself. I was given clear-cut directions, chapters to read, podcasts to listen to, um, assignments to write out. Uh, people shared their experience, strength, and hope in the meetings, and I listened to them. And when I heard somebody that had what I wanted, I asked them to be my sponsor. And I was willing to go to any links because by reading those chapters, by listening to those podcasts, I realized I suffer from a disease. This is not a diet club for me. This is not a weigh and pay program. This is a way to understand that I have a spiritual malady. And guess what? If I work the steps, I work out that spiritual malady. I'm just so very, very grateful to all the people, all the voices, all the experience in this meeting. And I am a work in progress, and I will keep coming back. Thank you so much, Penny. Hey, thank you, Sherry D. And Maura Z, your turn. Thanks, Penny. Maura Z gratefully recovered um, in Virginia and um, grateful for this meeting this morning. Never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. And when I first came into programs a few years ago, um, there were two different kinds of sponsors that I was coming across. One was the very soft kind, very gentle, um, and, you know, you know, the kind that pats you on the back of your hand and says it's going to be okay. And the other were the ones that were so very, um, almost vigilant in their um, explaining of the program, um, I needed someone in the middle of the road, and I didn't find that for a long time. What I finally found when I came into this meeting were people who were in the middle but were still strong in their programs, strong in their recovery, and desperately wanting to share. Um, and I know now that's because they needed to have their own program protected. Um, and that's why I sponsor the way I do now, is because I need to share what I've been so generously given. I have to do that in a way that is um, truthful and appealing. Um, always, 
I'm a New Yorker. I shoot from the hip. But I don't have to do so aggressively. I just tell them my story. I tell them a little bit about what it was like for me before, what it's like for me now, and what I hope for it to be in the, in the future. Um, but I don't, I don't ever sugarcoat it, no pun intended, and um, I don't come at it from any moral high ground. Um, I went that route for a while when I was first in OA, and that's what I had learned, and so that's what I was. Um, I pray for those that I sponsored back then that they found what they needed um, because it was not what I was giving. I'm grateful to have learned the difference. I'm grateful to have been a part of this meeting, um, not for 11 years, but for 10, and for learning from you all how to be a sponsor and how to carry the message. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maura Z. And we have time for a two-minute share. Would someone like Penny, we can't hear you. Marion H. We could hear her. I hear you, Penny. I hear you, Penny. I cannot hear Penny. Okay, I'm back, I think. Okay, so we have time for two minutes share. Marion H. Marion, go ahead, Marion H. Thank you so much, Penny. Uh, this meeting is saving my life. It says here, never talk down to an alcoholic from my moral and spiritual hilltop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tool for his inspection, show him how they worked for you, offer him friendship and fellowship, tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. And I am so, so grateful to the vision and to God that I'm still here and I'm to work with the most wonderful sponsor and I'm totally sugar and flour free and I'm so, so grateful and and that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Marion. That was Marion H. And so we're going to uh, time. We have less than a minute left, so we're going to stop the meeting right now. And um, so I'm going and thanking everybody who shared. We had 17 or 18 shares got in this morning. Thank you so much. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, July 20th, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,460, 20460. We will now close with the reading from the big book, on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I'm going to ask Ramona A. to please read that for us. Hi, everyone. This is Ramona A. in Vermont, a recovering compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. How come you're so needy? How come you're so needy today, huh?
She's in love. Excuse me, Ramona, just a minute, please. I think someone is unmuted who is um, having a conversation. Ramona, let's try that again because we didn't hear clearly what you were reading. Ramona? Hi, I got muted again. Yes, go ahead. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great things will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Submit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then. Thank you. 